the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And joining Carriker and Smallman right now is Ryan Fagan, senior MLB writer for the Sporting News. Ryan, with Michelle Smallman, this is Randy Carriker. Great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you two doing today? We're doing very well. We want to start with this. Obviously, the Cardinal doubleheader on Thursday is canceled against Detroit. What do you think about the possibility of the Cardinals playing this weekend? I mean, you hope for another couple of days of clean testing, no more positives. That makes it uh, potentially possible. Um, you know, I, think, I think MLB is very aware of two things. First of all, they don't want to make the same mistakes they made with the Cardinals the first time and bring them back too soon, get them together as a group too soon, and have some sort of um, hibernating virus pop up and, and get a couple more tests because then you're talking about not just the series with the White Sox, but then the Cubs and then the Reds after that. And at some point, even if the Cardinals aren't going to get to 60 games, they have to play enough games to be respectable. You know, if we're going to have um, playoffs decided by one team playing 60 games, another team playing 45 games, you know, that doesn't look great. So, you know, I think that baseball right now has to kind of walk that line between not bringing them back too quickly, but maybe not, um, not shelving games that could have possibly been played, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And Ryan, one of the things that we've been talking about this morning is not only how the Cardinals are going to make up X number of games, but hey, these guys have to get together and just do some baseball activities because they haven't played since July 30th. So I would imagine Major League Baseball is keeping that into consideration, too, when they're thinking about how to adjust the schedule moving forward. Yeah, it's funny to think that right now the way that the Cardinals are quarantining is better for their baseball activity. You know, being stuck in their homes, which is not the ideal, but it's light years better than being stuck in hotel rooms in Milwaukee. And, you know, it's as bizarre as this year, 2020, has been. That's right up there where, you know, quarantining in your own house is suddenly light years better than the situation you were in a week ago. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's it's not great. You know, we've seen a lot of pictures. Um, you know, I just saw a number um, from one of the ESPN reporters this morning on the number of pitchers who have hit the injured list in the first 18 days of the season, it's something above 50, whereas the last two years, the first 18 days of the 2018 season and 2019 season, it was around 18 to 24 pitchers had hit the disabled list. So we've seen um, already the short spring training or spring, spring training 2.0 have an impact on the health of pitchers, and then I know a lot of people in baseball were worried about that, but now you add that to the Cardinals trying to stop, start, stop, start, and, and do all these different things. And, yeah, it's a legitimate concern. How are you going to keep your guys healthy, not just for the 2020 season, but, you know, you don't want guys having injuries that are going to 
impact them the rest of their careers. Ryan, we go into this, and John Mozeliak, as you know, says all the time, I just don't know. But you mentioned the number of 45 games, and whether it's 40 or 45, can you have envisioned a scenario in which the Cardinals would play a number of games, whether it's two-thirds of a season or less than two-thirds of a season, but they wouldn't be allowed to play in the postseason. If, if if their record was good enough, even if they had a winning percentage, where baseball would say, okay, you just haven't played enough for us to allow you to play in the postseason. You know, that's a great question. I, I don't think that number is exists, to be honest with you, because I don't think that baseball wants to take a fan base out. And I guess, you know, I, I constantly remind myself, you have to look at this year as a one-off, you know, and baseball is the sport steeped in tradition and, and nobody appreciates that more than me. I hated the original wild card when it came in because it wasn't how baseball was supposed to be. And I know that dates myself, ages myself a little bit by talking about the original wild card. Um, but you, you can't look at this year like that, right? When baseball decided that we were going to magically put somebody on second base to start the extra innings, that to me, said that tradition, whatever, does not matter this year. Expanding the playoffs the way they did, tradition does not matter. So I think in that way, because we already have this expanded, <clears throat> excuse me, this expanded playoff, because we already have all of these other rules that are only in effect for twenty twenty for the twenty twenty season, it's okay if one of the teams in the expanded playoff only has, and again, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air, but only has 40 games. That's okay, because this season is really this bizarre scenario anyway, and it, it feels weird to say that, and in a normal year, that wouldn't go, but, you know, I mean, we know in, in 1981, you know, teams didn't play the same number of games, and in some cases, you know, how many games you played impacted who made the playoffs and who didn't, so, you know, I mean, there is a little bit of a precedent for that, and I think because this is such a strange season, you know, and it kind of pains me to say this because I don't like it, but yeah, if a team that plays 10 fewer games, 15 fewer games than another team, you know, makes the playoffs because the winning percentage is better, then I think that's okay for 2020. Ryan, do you think that line of thinking has anything to do with the fact that the second team to have an outbreak was the Cardinals, a team that would have been in the conversation potentially for the postseason, a team that has a lot of eyeballs on them nationally, has a big fan base, they they drive ratings? Because I kind of felt like with the Marlins, the conversation was, oh, okay, well, they wouldn't have really been in the discussion anyway, but with the Cardinals... the perspective shifts a little. And I wonder if Major League Baseball is looking at the Cardinals and saying, however we treat this could come back to bite us if perhaps we see an outbreak on a team like the Yankees or the Dodgers, God forbid, moving forward. But it just seems like they might want to protect themselves in that way. I I want to say that that's not true, that that baseball (laughs) looks at all of its teams um, equally. Um, But, you know, I I think that certainly that probably has fallen in line with, with, um, some of their thought processes, because you're right, because, you know, it, it feels like everything right now is centered on the Cardinals just as much as it was centered on the Marlins, you know, two weeks ago. But the reality is, is there's a chance that another outbreak could happen, you know, and it could be with a team like the Yankees. It could be the A's who are off to a 12-4 and start to the year. You know, it could be these teams considered to be World Series contenders, uh, and baseball has to establish some sort of rules that allows them to let those teams still be part of the conversation because, you know, I mean, that's what the expanded playoffs are about anyway, is, is creating more excitement for more fan bases um, in this season. That's so strange anyway. Um, So I think that baseball is very 
cognizant of the idea that um, they want to keep the the bigger fan bases involved and excited. And I think that's part of why even when the Marlins were going through this outbreak and there were 18 players, um, you know, and they didn't play and the Phillies didn't play and we didn't know what was happening and they were rearranging schedules and throwing teams in different spots. That's why baseball worked so hard at that point to you know, make it work when some people were saying maybe just count out the Marlins because they knew it was going to happen again. I mean, we saw the situation in Cleveland where, you know, two pitchers are now being sent home and quarantined by the team because they went out after a game and met up with friends and had food and drinks. And, you know, I, there are going to be other outbreaks. There are not just when the, when the story on the 2020 season is written, it will not be that only two teams had outbreaks. And I think baseball is very, you know, again, cognizant of that fact and is putting in rules and precedents so that, you know, they're allowed to adapt a little bit as, as the year goes on. Ryan Fagan from the Sporting News. I do want to ask a baseball question because the way baseball is set up now with media and social media, players are stars before they arrive on the scene. And Fernando Tatis Jr. was one of those guys, but he appears to be legit. He's off to an incredible start. Yeah, he's he's just a star. He's he's one of the best young players in baseball. I think he's what he's doing this year. You know, we, we kind of forgot about him last year because he had such a great year, and then Pete Alonso with the bets went on and hit 50, 52 home runs um, and kind of took all that rookie star glory for the year. But Fernando Tatis Jr. was having a phenomenal year last year, and he's picked up exactly where he left off. Uh, he's one of those guys that you're going to – it would not surprise me to talk about him in, in two or three years the same way we talk about Mike Trout. You know, Mike Trout is clearly the best player in baseball. I remember, remember when it was the Mike Trout versus Bryce Harper debate? Right. It's going to be the Fernando Tatis verse. I don't know who's going to be in that next category, but it's going to be in that kind of conversation with, you know, this guy is clearly the best player in baseball um, there right now, but he has the potential to be there, be in that conversation with Mike Trout. Ryan, make people happy here. Just say it's going to be Fernando Tatis Jr. and Dylan Carlson. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, I mean, if Dylan Carlson never gets a chance, you know, maybe – Maybe baseball says, you know what, Cardinals, if you have another positive test, you just have to bring your B squad up, right? <laughs> and you replace everybody on the major league roster, and the B team comes up from the alternate site, and then Dylan Carlson becomes a star. We can't wait. Hey, Ryan, it's great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for taking some time with us. We appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Randy, Michelle. Great. Peace. That is uh, Ryan Fagan.